0: welcome back into another edition of prime sports world coming to you on a monday and on mondays here at prime sports world that means we're covering the xfl uh, so keep checking us out uh, as we've been riding with you guys the whole xfl season and we are down to the final week as playoff spots have been clinched and we're going to get into some playoff predictions uh, here momentarily. Uh, I've also shared the StreamYard link to all of my all the main places. So if you want to join me and talk a little bit XFL action, that link is there. Um, so go home and check it out because I'm running solo here today. I'm David on Point Huffman. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We go live basically every single day. Uh, including tomorrow, we're going to be issuing our final mock draft. Uh, we're also going to talk about that breaking news that happened in the NFL earlier this afternoon with Aaron Rodgers on his way to New York. Finally, after what seemed like forever on that trade, that trade is finally done. We're going to break that down tomorrow uh, with our resident Packer fan, Israel Rivera, and uh, Kristen Simpson, also from the Daily Blitz. Blog, should be joining us here for that final mock draft. Uh, you don't want to miss that content. I've also shared the link to our streaming platform, so you can watch us if you do happen to miss us live. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out here at Prime Sports World. Uh, we appreciate the love and support we get from the community as we can try to give you guys good content here at Prime Sports World. Um, But, yeah, let's talk about the Week 10 recap of the XFL season as uh, four teams are going to go to the playoffs. Four teams are heading home. Um, Those four teams are the the Guardians, uh, the DC Defenders and the Sea Dragons in the North. Uh, and then the Arlington Roughnecks and the Renegades uh, there in the South. So we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, let's first talk about the first game. Uh, this game was on Saturday as the Battlehawks put up 22 points in the second quarter and cruised to victory, beating the Orlando Guardians 53 to 53 to 28. Uh, this was a basically a clinic. For A.J. McCarron, uh, he became the first player in XFL history to throw for 400 yards, also six, six touchdowns. Uh, it was just a really good offensive game uh, there for A.J. McCarron, uh, 28 of 35, 420 yards and six touchdowns. And sadly, they did not do enough to get into the playoffs as uh, the Sea Dragons h- had a bunch of the tiebreakers and they got into the playoffs over St. Louis. Uh, Matteo Durant, leading rusher for the seats, so, uh, Battle Hawks, eight for 36. Uh, Kareem Walker had the receiving r- r- lone rushing touchdown for this team. And then on the sixth rushing touchdown, we had a two from McKean Butler, one from Darius Shepard, two from Stephen Mitchell, and then Jake Sunderland, uh, not the guy from 24, uh, had the other receiving touchdown as they just literally put up points. In bunches in this game, uh, 22 in the second, 14 in the third, and 14 there in the fourth, and they cruise to victory. Uh, Quentin Dormady, uh, you kind of have to wonder what could have been if they had had him the entire season. Um, 18 to 24, 188 yards and two touchdowns this game. DeAndre Francois came in and threw a touchdown and two interceptions. Mac Brown uh, threw a an inter- touchdown and an interception. Uh, Francois, a leading rusher actually for Orlando, and uh, Jordan Thomas, Carlos and Rambo, Katie Cannon, and Andrew Jamel. Uh, All had receiving touchdowns for the Orlando Guardians. Uh, Looking at some of the other numbers, 493 total yards of offense. Uh, Orlando had three turnovers. Just not going to get it done against a team as good as St. Louis. And uh, they come up just short on making the playoffs. Uh, Orlando Guardians probably secured the number one overall pick, whatever the draft XFL is going to look like. Um, cause I don't really don't know. And I don't think anybody else does either. Um, because they haven't announced any of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, good game here for the St. Louis. It's too bad. We know they didn't get to make the playoffs. Um, but they did at least come out on a, on a, on a strong note here, um, winning this game, 53 to 28. Um, just all around pretty dominant performance by the battle Hawks. And if, uh hopefully their fans continue to show up because that was one of the more exciting with over 30,000 fans uh every home game for the um Battlehawks. So good to see ba- fans back in St. Louis and good to see football back in St. Louis as well. Um to the second game on Saturday. Uh the DC defenders officially put an end to the San Antonio Brahma season uh as they go into San Antonio and win this game 29 to 28. Um uh they basically, yeah, they, they basically won this game. Uh, um good solidary them. Jordan Tiamo uh, continued was probably going to be an MVP performance for this team uh, as for him, as uh, he put up another two touchdowns, a very pretty efficient score uh, 15 to 22, 271 yards. He also had a rushing touchdown in this game and Alex Ellis both had both receiving touchdowns for the DC defenders on the San Antonio side. I think they still really got to figure out this quarterback position. Um, Jack Cohen played better in the last two weeks, but he really was really bad for most of the season. Uh, Thirty four, 48, 312 yards in this game. No picks, no touch, no interceptions. Uh, Jacko's Patrick continues to be a nice bright spot here for San Antonio. Uh, You know, they lose. Oh, his name has totally escaped me. I, I cannot remember. They lose, you know, the guy who tore his Achilles, who was a starting running back for them at the beginning of the season. Uh, and then Jock Patrick comes in, 16 to 42, two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Hillman also had a rushing touchdown in this game. Uh, Landon Akers, leading receiver for uh, San Antonio, eight for 90. Um, but yeah, this game was really won uh, in the final, final, you know, missed field goal for San Antonio, basically steals their season. Uh, they tried to kick a 53 yarder from uh, Romo. Uh, not not Tony Romo's brother uh, or any relation to him whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, they go out and They get a touchdown. They put them up 28, 29, 29 to 28 uh, after they convert the two-point conversion. And then, you know, San Antonio gets the football back uh, and they have an opportunity to win the game with a, with a field goal to keep their season alive. And they were unable to convert for 53 yards. Um, you know, it's tough to see, but uh, the Brahmins, you know, they did some decent things here towards the end. Their defense really played well at times uh, during this season, but their offense really let them down in a majority of uh, this season. Oh, God. Man, ESPN just had some random audio just playing, it just really kind of spooked me a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, moving on. So uh, yeah, the D.C. defenders go in. They're the number one seed in the playoffs. Uh, they're 9-1. and They've basically been dominant all season. They're only lost coming to the Orlando Guardians, which just kind of seems weird uh, given you know the record of both of those two teams. Uh, San Antonio uh, in this game. Uh, D.C. Um, actually lost time of possession by a considerable margin and still were able to pull out the victory in this game um they had more turnovers than san antonio uh, they basically tried to give this game to san antonio and the san antonio was unable to capitalize on the mistakes by the dc defenders uh they had two turnovers to the zero for the san antonio um you just can't get that you're not going to get that done if you're that's the way you're going to play um and you also uh you know dc basically tried try to give this game away they just they just didn't Trentonio just didn't play well enough to win. Um, and shout out, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, moving on to there, let's talk about Sunday uh, as we got the Roughnecks uh, getting kind of back on track as they go into Arlington and they beat down Arlington twenty-five to nine. They scored twelve points in the first quarter. They had ten more points in the third. Uh, and they basically shut out Arlington for the entire second half. Uh, Arlington already knew at this point that they had clinched a playoff spot. So I'm not really sure what they were playing for. But if the Roughnecks, it was good to see them get back on track here a little bit. Um, although their offense didn't look stellar in this game either. Uh, they still came out and played pretty Better than they had before. Cole McDonald real efficient here, uh, ten of eleven. His only incompletion was an interception uh, for 120 yards. Uh, no touchdowns in the obviously that one pick I just talked about here. Uh, Jeremy Cox, uh, 21 carries for 121 yards, uh, one touchdown. Cole McDonald also had 66 yards rushing and a touchdown. Justin Smith three catches for 51 yards. On the other side, Luis Perez, um, you know, he kind of was traded for a couple weeks ago. Now he's the guy, um, was not particularly good in this game. Uh, 22 of 36, 205 yards and a pick. Um, Linden Brown, lean rusher, 12, 14 carries for 29 yards, but this team just didn't run the ball well in this game at all. Um, counting for 26 yards rushing. And then Brian Herden, uh, leading receiver for Arlington, 5 for 47. Uh, he had four seven targets in this game, all, all but two of them. So you like to see that um, Arlington also had two fumbles. Neither of them were lost. Uh, but this is just a game where the Roughnecks just kind of had, they just had a better, they played better than this. Uh, the, the one turnover for each team, 341 yards for Houston, basically a hundred more than Arlington uh, time possession. Arlington won that by about th- three minutes. Uh, and then Arlington also had two more first downs in this game. And uh, the Roughnecks continue to have trouble with the interceptions. Um, ten catches for 68, ten penalties for 68 yards. Uh, I think if that's a playoff game, I, I think they'll be okay in their next game. As they, this will be a rematch of the first round of the playoffs. Um, how that, how that works out. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, but yeah, the Roughnecks they get back on the track a little bit. They had a rough down the stretch of this season. Um, good to see them uh, kind of get back, uh, kind of get back on track here a little bit. Um, Yeah, they also had a a defensive touchdown, so they got an interception touchdown in this game as well. Uh, They had a couple field goals, so it's good to see their offense, you know, generate some generate some points again after what was a tough, tough few weeks for the Houston Roughnecks. Um, as they went 25 to nine. And then the final game on Sunday, uh, we had the Las Vegas Vipers trying to play spoiler against the Seattle sea dragons. This game was in Seattle and Lumen stadium. Uh, and unfortunately, they unfortunately were unable to do that. They were also unable to score enough points to deny Seattle a playoff spot. Uh, as Seattle wins this game 28 to nine. Um, I don't really understand the tiebreakers that the XFL uses. And I don't think a lot of other people do either, uh, but They needed to get to 34 points or have the margin of victory be um, so, uh, so big that they, they would get in the playoffs regardless. Um, At the halftime, this game was only six to six to zero at halftime. um, You were worried about Seattle because they were, I think that was still enough of a point spread to get into the playoffs. But again, I I have no idea, but I know they needed to get to 34 points and then they get that, uh, that interception uh, there in the red zone and they were like ready to score on. And then, Ben DiNucci just does what Ben DiNucci does. He throws terrible picks. Like He makes some plays where you're just like, man, this guy is the best player in the XFL, and then he throws some interception. It's like, what were you looking at? What was what were you seeing on that play? It just uh, It's head-scratching. But the DiNucci, uh, I actually think that he should be the MVP. Uh, he's been the best quarterback in this league on um, the passing. He's he also the only team in XFL history to lead his team in rushing and, and passing. Um. So yeah, Beninucci has been awesome. Uh, Beninucci, twenty six of forty one, three hundred thirty nine yards, three pick, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, both of them as they were tr- basically trying to get to thirty four. This game was already way in hand. Uh, one of them was basically like punts. Like he basically threw it deep. And it basically was a was a was a poor man's punt. Um. Uh, he also had a rushing touchdown in this game, another one uh, as he gets another one on the ground there. Uh, Josh Gordon was incredible in this game, uh, nine catches for 115 yards. But Juwan Green, uh, Jacob Pearson, and Jordan Vesey, uh, also had receiving touchdowns. Jordan Vesey actually dropped like a couple of like really easy conversions that he could have caught, uh, he just didn't come down with. Um, but Ben DiNucci tallies four touchdowns in this game, uh, he propels them into the playoffs as they go on to face DC next week uh, on the Vegas side, you know, their offense really sputtered here. Uh, they did put up some garbage time points uh, in the final quarter here, uh, but Jalen McClendon, six of 21, 201 yards and a pick. Uh, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, Shady McKenzie had the rushing touchdown six for 11. So, um, yeah, they're just there. This is another team that kind of needs to figure out the quarterback position. Although Jalen McKinley was okay in spurts, you know, stretch this season, he was not good in this game. Six, six passes for six of twenty-one. It's just not going to get it ton in any matter of any game. Uh, also, Matthew Sexton, uh, two catches for hundred nineteen yards. One of them was a four eighty-four yard uh, play, and bef- like he basically was celebrating before he went into the end zone. And the DC defender are the. Defender knocked it out of his hand and went out of the back of the end zone. And while the rule is different from the NFL rule, if that had happened in the NFL, that would have been touchback, Seattle. But the XFL rule is if the team makes no attempt to recover the fumble in the end zone, and goes back out to the back of the end zone, they reward that football back to the team that fumbled at the spot of the fumble. Um, so Vegas got that ball back there, and that's when they punched in that lone touchdown that they scored in this game uh interesting rule change uh let me know down in the comment section what do you think about that rule change for the xfl um uh, I, I i don't know i, I think in that scenario I, I think there you should look at it and be like hey this kid was trying to showboat in a game they were getting beat down by 28 points and we're going to reward him by giving them football back I, I don't know i have a hard time i have a hard time with that um but uh seattle does enough to get into the playoffs uh they basically dominate this game from wire to wire uh the entire time uh seattle 34 yards uh the 25 first downs to vegas is eight uh 466 yards of total offense to 237 for vegas uh they did have those two interceptions one of them yeah it was a really just a terrible interception um can't make that decision for beninucci that that's kind of this is the cost you a playoff game um and so you got to be cleaner on that stuff, Ben DiNucci. I think he's going to be the MVP. Uh, he's been the best quarterback in this league, and I, I'm not sure. I mean, Jordan Tiamo, yes, he's been really solid, but I would give the MVP to Ben DiNucci. And I just love the Nooch, man. Come on, how can you not love the Nooch, I mean, He plays hard. He's got a swagger about him. He seems to be really, really propel the Sea Dragons team. So uh, I think the Nooch is. I I would make him the MVP. Do I think he's going to win it? No, I don't think so. I, I think the uh, I I think Jordan Tiamo will be the MVP when it's all said and done, because he's had just a good a season. You know, he's been really solid. I think he's only thrown like three interceptions all season long. And so, and they have the best record in the XFL. So yeah, that's been the week 10. Uh, Let me know down in the comments section, what you thought about uh, just various stuff going on in week number 10. Uh, I, I still think they need to have a little more clarity on the tiebreakers. Even when they were explaining announcers were explaining it during the Sea Dragons game, it still didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I think there needs to be more clarity. I think they need to do a better job explaining how those tiebreakers work. Cause I I just I don't understand the numbers they were using. Like it's got to be something a little more clear, a little more concise. Uh, also, I do think it's a bummer that Battlehawks, despite being seven and three, are gonna miss the playoffs and the renegades who are four and six. Are going to be a playoff team um but that's just the way it goes i mean if you want to make the playoffs you got to win your own division um that's and that's all she wrote for the battle hawks uh good luck to you guys next season <laughs> to the game balls of the week let's talk game balls where's my game ball here it is here it is game ball right here right here we're gonna give this baby out um uh, so for week number 10 in the xfl given the game ball to not Ben DiNucci as much as I would love to get Ben DiNucci as his play elevated them into the playoffs. I'm actually going to go for AJ McCarron. I know they, they didn't do enough to make the playoffs. Um, but this stat line for AJ McCarron, 420 yards, uh, passing six touchdowns. It's just the stat line. That just, it's just like, yeah, that guy had a, had a really good game in a field day. Um, also with mini game ball, Ben DiNucci as well. Um, a play like It was a little dicey for them at, at halftime. So whatever Jim Fossil said or Hazlitt said to that team uh, at halftime, because they came out like gangbusters and scored on their first two possessions out of halftime, uh, and Ben was a big part of that, rushing touchdown, three passing touchdowns as well. Um, so Ben gets my game ball for week number 10, and does AJ McCarron as well. I uh, Got to give him a shout-out, as that was a stellar performance by him uh, in the final week of the regular season to the matchups for the first round of the playoffs, the semifinals. We got a Saturday night game. I'm really disappointed in the XFL that they didn't put the Sea Dragons and Defenders game on Saturday night and put the Renegades and Roughnecks on Sunday afternoon. Uh, But... I guess this is, it is what it is. Uh, but Saturday night, we got the Renegades and the Roughnecks coming in. We got a rematch of the matchup we just saw last week uh, as the Roughnecks put up 25 points over the Renegades, who only scored nine points in the game. Um, and that was all in the first half. Uh, I expect a very similar very similar outcome here. Uh, I just think the Roughnecks are a much better team than the Renegades. I just don't trust the quarterback play for the Renegades as well. Um, so give me the Roughnecks to go in to beat the Renegades and go into the championship match. Uh, to Sunday, we have the Battle of the 7-3 Sea Dragons going up against the 9-1 DC Defenders. And yes, I'm picking an upset. I'm taking the Seattle Sea Dragons to go into DC, uh, go up against the Beard Snake, Go up against Jordan Tiamo. Uh, they've only lost the two games that they've played uh, by one possession each game. Um, so this is a game that wouldn't it wouldn't be shocking to see the Sea Dragons come out in a victory. I'm gonna bet. I'm going with the Nooch. I'm rolling with the Nooch. Uh, I'm rolling with Ben DiNucci. I'm rolling with the Sea Dragons at seven and three. Uh, I think that they're gonna finally get over the Schneid when it comes to DC. Uh, get that bugaboo off their chest. I will take the Sea Dragons to beat DC and represent the South or the North in the championship matchup against the Roughnecks. Uh, but let me know in the, in the comments section uh, what do you think uh, is going to end up happening uh, on Sunday night and Saturday, so Saturday night and then Sunday afternoon um, as these matchups work out in the semifinals? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, I'm going with Roughnecks, I'm going with Sea Dragons. Um, and yeah, let me know. I, I think Bendinucci is going to get this done. Uh, week 10 recap semifinals predictions uh thank you very much for checking us out uh here at prime sports world like share and subscribe i'm of course your host david I'm point huffman i'll be back here tomorrow as we do mock draft 3.0 uh with a resident packer fan christian uh, israel Rivera, uh blog, mr christian simpson and my co-host on every single show mr tj hopkins as uh there's a lot of news going on in all of the major sporting leagues right now nfl nba um and Major League Baseball, too, if you follow that, uh, go and check out Izzy's show, uh, Rounding the Bases. Uh, that debuted on Friday, so you get some, get some content to watch here at Prime Sports World. We, we're pumping out the content. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for joining me. And, gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime Sports World? That is right. We bring the heat. Uh, so continue checking us out. We bring the heat 24-7, 365 days a week. Uh, I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow. You all have a good night and stay safe.